0: Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions,
1: entertaining and informative. Let's get this war over with enough already. Do it or not. I'm uh, no. look. I want there to be peace. I want there to be tranquility. Uh, it's not up to us. It certainly isn't up to Joe Biden wringing his hands. He's not wringing his hands about lives in Ukraine or what this could mean to our status. We've already been diminished by Joe. The reason why this is happening, Putin feels emboldened to do whatever he wants right now, is because we lost so badly. Uh, our humiliation was so strong. Everybody could see it in Afghanistan. And that is on Joe Biden and his particularly weak crew, advisors, generals, military, and civilian staff. They are all absolutely horrible. That's why. The world is where it is right now. All eyes on Putin. Have we ever been this reactive, waiting on somebody else? No. I tell you. What did Mo Green say? No, 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 no. I I tell you. You don't come to Vegas and talk to me like that. Um, And in all of this, what do we have? We have Biden. Biden is very much. He's got a Fredo thing going. He's so compromised. This is why we didn't want him as president. This is why right now. He is tied up in all of this. I have no idea how it's all going to play out. I have no idea exactly what his peculiar financial situation will lead him to do, but it's leading him to do things, and that's bad. Quick refresher. Hunter Biden received $3.5 million from The mayor of Moscow's wife. Now, what the hell? You can look it up. It's in the Senate report. Now, what is that about? You think Putin knows what it's about? He does. He does. He does. Three and a half million dollars from Russia. Also, many millions of dollars. I think it worked out to about six altogether, maybe more, from Burisma. Where's Burisma? Ukraine. Okay? Both sides have something on Joe. And that's why, if you haven't noticed, Joe is particularly inept in all of this. I mean, he's always inept, but this is this is extra. This is (laughs) I mean, it's almost like he's trying to be bad and succeeding. Remember, he gave the green light. Well, they may want to invade. Maybe it's just a mini invasion. We won't care. Oh, by the way, Kamala, just give it up. Just give it up. I saw her in Munich, Germany. Did everybody see this? She's over there, and it's like, hmm. Who remembers when Sarah Palin was quizzed by Charles Gibson of ABC News? Charlie Gibson was like this big you know, academic guy with the small glasses on, the little pointy Ben Franklin glasses, and, and Palin didn't know what the hell was going on. This is the same thing. Some German academic is quizzing Kamala Harris, And she was, she was just ridiculous, did not understand much of anything. Now, she, this is just one of her appearances. Europe, she was bad all around. Now, they tell me that this is her, uh, oh, this is her with a mask on. What happened? Cut seven, please.
2: We still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. And within the context, then, of the fact that that window is still opening, although, open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, the deterrence effect, we believe, has merit. I mean, listen, guys, we're talking about the potential for war in Europe. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about. It's been over 70 years... And through those 70 years, as I mentioned yesterday, there has been peace and security.
1: I see. 70 years would be 1952. It's a long time. I think she's trying to say all the way since World War II. But a lot of bad, weird stuff has happened in Europe. Uh, She seems to be forgetting the war in, uh, what's the name of that little place? Bosnia. Remember that? The whole world was talking about Bosnia for about five years genocide happened in Bosnia? Was that part of the piece? Okay, she doesn't know what she's talking about, all right? She just doesn't know. And you can tell, quite frankly, we've all been there, okay? When you don't know the answer and you just talk and you BS and you talk around an issue while you try to come up with an answer, that's what she's doing. Now, Tulsi Gabbard I actually like. Ooh. Now, Tulsi Gabbard is the Democrat congresswoman from Hawaii. She ran briefly for president. Did not work out. She ran as a Democrat. But when it comes to foreign policy, I like her. And also, she's not afraid to call out people like Kamala Harris. And let's see what she did here. Cut eight, please. It's clear that she was sent there uh, to be the voice of the United States as a purely political calculation. She has no foreign policy background, no foreign policy understanding. She has no concept of the cost of war, nor does she have the temper temperament necessary to be the voice of the United States on the global stage. So it, it's embarrassing to see this play out. Oh, Tulsi, you are so right. Uh, nothing kills like the truth. You know, nothing kills like the truth. Ah, uh, that's great. So many other people, they're afraid to say this kind of stuff. They just talk around it, especially when they're in the own, par- their own party, you know, that's one of the things I really liked about Trump. The war in Iraq was a great big mistake and the Bushes are responsible. Jeb, your brother was dumb and he went into the wrong country and that was a big fat mistake. He said that in when was that? That was that's when he really won me over. That was in February of 2016. It was Valentine's Day actually. I remember I was in Delaware for some reason watching that debate. And uh yeah. Speaking the truth like that, very, very impressive. Ooh. Now, if you add it up, by the way, just go back, not too far. Whenever Putin starts to, you know, feel pretty big, gets real full of himself and starts invading other countries. Well, he does it basically. <laughs> well, he did it under George W. Bush. You don't remember that, do you? Well, I didn't either, but he invaded Georgia, the Republic of Georgia in 2008. All right. George W. Bush was president. And then Ukraine. Well, he's done this before in 2014 when Obama was president. And then you'll notice from January 20th of 2017 to January 20th of 2021. He didn't do anything. All right. He just kept to himself. I mean, he was a jerk in many other ways. He did not invade any other countries. And Trump had a lot to do with that, a lot to do with that. You should go to my Twitter, Akrae Kelly USA. You think this is uh, superficial and, and inconsequential? It's not. So I have a video up there of Trump interacting with Putin. Putin comes in the room and Trump is like kind of waiting for him to approach. And he does. And what happens? First of all, who knew Putin was five foot three inches tall? He's very short. I did not know that. He's an extremely small individual, and he walks up to shake Donald Trump's hand, and Trump grabs not only his hand but his entire arm and yanks him right into him. And it's it's pretty wild. Who's dominating? It's Trump. Does that make any difference? It does. It absolutely does. Now, Henry Kissinger is one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Secretary of State under Richard M. Nixon, also the National Security Advisor, I think, at the same time. The guy is off the charts brilliant. And uh, even though he's a little bit toxic because he's always leaking stuff and he's always, you know, he's, he'll, he'll stab you in the back. He's, he's known to do that. But still, he's a very, very smart guy. And he, he knows them all. I mean, he, 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 the man knew De Gaulle, Charles De Gaulle. And I asked him once, you know, what do you make of Trump? You know, because he can be pretty, uh, well, you know, this is back in, when did I see him? This is in 2016. It's actually on the day of one of the debates. I think it was the Chris Wallace debate. And I, I met him at an event. It was not the first time I met Henry Kissinger, by the way. And he said, I said, you know, what do you think of this guy? He said, he has everything you need to be successful. Like, really? Like what? He walks into the room. He owns the room. These pinheads, they don't understand that with their briefing books and their degrees. I said, you have to be like an animal. And I'm like, wow, really? He's like, yes. De Gaulle had the same thing. He had the same presence. And it's true. About three years later, I saw Trump at the Bedminster uh, club he runs, owns. And we're all waiting for... The president, he's president at the time. This is uh, 2020, April of 2020. It's like, where is he? When's he coming? And uh, all of a sudden, he comes into the room. And he's got an entourage with him. But the funny thing is, it wasn't like the president entered the room. It was like Donald Trump entered the room. You forgot that he was president. He he was like a big deal in and of himself. And I thought back to what Kissinger said. He's like the gold. He owned the room. I know it's his room. <laughs> and it's, it's 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 more than his height. It's more than the, the Trump name. There's something going on there that's different. Henry Kissinger knows what I'm talking about. I hope he's listening. He's alive. He's alive and right here in New York. Let's look up how old Henry Kissinger is. He's like 90-something or other. It's amazing that he's alive and well in, in New York City. Biden is going to speak pretty soon. Oh, and here's something else we got to think about and something that needs to be corrected under the next president. I noticed something about the uh, Russian troops here and the Ukrainian troops, by the way. They're all business. They're all business. They're all about getting ready to fight. I noticed that about the Chinese, actually, the Chinese military. It's All business, getting ready to fight. That used to be the American military. Now, what does the American military do? They spend most of their time making sure that when the generals go to Capitol Hill, they won't be yelled at by Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. That's what they do. They try to be as woke as hell, so they're not going to be penalized in any way by the Democrat Congress. That's what keep these generals up at night. Keeps them up at night, being yelled at in a committee hearing. I don't know who the hell told them they can't yell back. You gotta yell back. You gotta stick up for yourself. You know, it takes a gutsy person to join the military. It takes a kiss ass to stay in and make general ninety nine percent of the time. Be right back.
0: Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show.
1: Did anybody hear that Bo Deedle commercial? I just heard a Bo Deedle podcast commercial. Listen to his podcast. It should be very entertaining. But he just told a pretty brutal graphic story about getting beat up by his father back in the day. He was whipping him for a half hour underneath the bathtub. Is Bo Deedle's dad still alive? I just... Somebody else told me about that uh, in the middle of an interview. Yeah, you know, I used to spank uh, spank my kids. I still spank my... I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, I know. People do that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, how do we feel about corporal punishment? I am going to learn myself. I've got a two-year-old and I've got a two-month-old. I can't imagine. I can't dream of spanking either one of them, but perhaps, how do you how do you get their attention? How do you, you know, how do you correct, how do you take corrective action? How do you do that? I, there's got to be a book on this. I'm sure there are plenty, and I'm sure they're very confusing and updated and woke. I don't know. I don't know. I was really never spanked. I was got a stern talking to. Very, that, that, that did the trick. That did the trick. Woo. Stern talking to, no yelling, a stern, stern talking to. You can imagine Ray Kelly giving you a stern talking to. It happened. I said, that was very corrective. No spanking. I think I would have preferred a spanking. It worked. It worked. And I was wrong as hell. I He only got involved when I really somehow, you know, drove my mother crazy. When it was too much and then when she let him know something I did, then I was in serious, serious trouble. All right, so we're waiting on Joe Biden. Pins and needles. When's Joe Biden? He's not going to say anything. There's a good chance he'll make the matter worse. But other than that, I'm not expecting anything. We are are just along for the ride. Right now, it's Vladimir Putin's world. And we're just waiting for him. Now, I saw his speech over the weekend. Vladimir Putin's. Now, I don't speak Russian. And the translator, by the way, stunk. He's got to go back to language school. He was... uh, (laughs) He was all over the place, it made no sense. But what I did see well, do me a favor, play a little bit of this.
3: I consider
4: it
5: necessary to take a long overdue decision to immediately recognize the independence and sovereignty
1: of Donetsk People's Republic and Luhansk People's Republic. All right. I'm asking the Federal Assembly of the Russian Federation to support this decision. Hold on. And then ratify treaties of friendship and mutual assistance with both republics. Ratify treaties of friendship. These two documents will be prepared and signed in the immediate future. And we demand for those who took over and retain the power in Kiev to immediately stop combat activity. Otherwise, the responsibility for continuing the bloodshed will lay on the shoulders of the Ukrainian regime. Oh, man, this guy's shifty, huh? Now, by the way, that's not the interpreter I heard. I heard another interpreter. You can find him on my, on, my, on, my, on my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA. I could not. There's another interpreter who was, like, totally wild, and this guy seemed like he was reading off of Putin's speech. But Putin did not have a speech, by the way. He's just sitting there at a very big desk, too big for him. Excuse me. No notes. And about 17 phones on his desk. Did anybody notice that? You know why he had 17 phones? Having multiple phones on a desk is a sign of how important you are in Russia. It goes back to the communist days. It really does. In communist Russia, you know what? They did not have phones with multiple phone lines. You know, line one, line two, line three. Remember we had those things, the buttons at the bottom of the phone? No, they didn't have those. You couldn't have multiple. So you had you had many phones. You can look it up. you got Russian leaders, Leonid Brezhnev. He's got 17 phones on his desk. So he grew up that way, old school, and this is still a status thing. Anyway, it doesn't make any difference. looks like he's going into Ukraine. He's going to somehow blame it on the Ukrainians. Now that's chutzpah. We know what's going on. Do the Russian people believe this? Hey, do I believe it, actually? What's to believe anymore? I heard heard they're withdrawing troops. Then I hear they're adding troops, uh, and that's all coming from the Biden people. I don't think Biden's leveling with us either. Anyway, I want this thing over with. I don't want anybody to be hurt, and I can go back we can go back to our regular lives. Which includes right now I paid a hundred dollars to have my gas tank full filled. A hundred bucks. Be right back.
0: You're listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
1: Hey, some people are finally waking up to the fact that Eric Adams is an incompetent fool. Lacks ability, lacks integrity, is a racist, and um, we're stuck. We're stuck. How did this happen? Well, we have an apathetic, uh, totally checked out population, number one. Number two, the media is even worse. The media is terrible, and they would not challenge Eric Adams. The guy lived in New Jersey, and they would not challenge him. He just, why, why not, hmm? And then he turns around and he calls everybody a racist. He calls the people who protected him, who elevated him, who endorsed him. He complains that they're white in his eyes. And by the way, he got that wrong, too. Some of the most brilliant editorial writers in this city happen to be people of color. Anyway, it's something that Eric either doesn't know or wouldn't understand or would ignore or lie about. Maybe just lie about. So, hey, I know this is uh, easy for... It's easy for most of us. Let's face it. If you're listening to this, there's a damn good chance you don't live in the city. We have a lot of folks in the city, but probably a little bit more who don't live in the city. So not taking the subway is something easy for a lot of you. It's a bit of a pain in the neck for me. I used to ride it all the time. I'm not going down there anymore. No, I'm not. I have I have a family to worry about. All right? I'm not doing it. And I urge you, and I'm worried, actually. I've got some staffers, and they work late, and they take the damn train I can only pay for their Uber so many times. You know what I mean? I I don't know. What are we going to do? Can't be riding the train late at night, especially if you're a young woman. Now, today, the way it is, not very long ago, you could. Listen to this. Democrat Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg reduces felony charge against criminal who has more than 40 prior arrests. This is by Rebecca Rosenberg. The Office of Controversial Democrat Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg downgraded charges against a career criminal who snatched cash from a woman in the subway station, according to sources and court records. Claude Myers, he's 54 years old, who has 46 prior arrests and is on parole, allegedly unzipped the unsuspecting victim's backpack and withdrew $60 on Thursday at about 5 p.m. inside the Lexington Avenue 63rd Street station, according to a law enforcement source and, again, court papers. Myers did not realize that a plainclothes transit cop was watching nearby. He allegedly saw Myers count the $320 bills then slip them into his wallet. Police arrested him on charges of grand larceny in the fourth degree for removing the property from a person, criminal possession of stolen property, and possession of a controlled substance after recovering a clear container with synthetic cannab what the hell's cannabinoid? That's what the word says, cannabinoid, from his pocket. Of a relating to cannabis, all right. But when the prosecutors wrote up the complaint against Myers, the top charge was downgraded from felony grand larceny to petty larceny. Court records show Judge Michael Gaffey ordered Myers released without bail. Thanks a lot, Judge. The downgrade. Where the hell does Michael Gaffey live? I wonder if he has children who possibly ride the damn subway. Michael Gaffey, forty-six times. You're going to give him another chance. Whatever happened to three strikes and you're out. The downgraded charges were in line with Bragg's soft on crime agenda, which he outlined in a controversial memo when he took office in January. He has since walked back some of the most criticized parts of his policy. Yeah, like when armed robber armed robbers if if the, if <laughs> if the guy didn't pull the trigger and hurt somebody. That was not considered a felony. I mean, and now, but he's doing it anyway. He's doing it anyway. Former Manhattan prosecutor turned defense lawyer Mark Bettero called the downgraded charges against Myers unheard of in prior administrations. Under previous district attorneys, a man observed by police committing a pickpocket with an atrocious, I love that word, with an atrocious criminal history, would have been charged with grand larceny and would have been held and would have been held on bail betero told fox news digital now he's charged with petty larceny which is not even bail eligible betero added that with myers's criminal history if he had been convicted of grand larceny it would have been virtually certain he would have been given a stiff jail sentence the da's office declined to comment Myers lawyer didn't immediately return a, a request for comment We're paying a big price for Alvin Bragg's ego trip. This is extremely close to home. Criminals know what's happening. They size it up. They can smell it. They can smell fear. They can smell weakness. And they can smell opportunity. And there is a huge opportunity right now in this city. With a corrupt, weak mayor, who still has a lot of you fooled, by the way. And, a, and speaking of atrocious, an atrocious district attorney. Now, I would assume if you become a judge and you get to wear a robe and people call you your honor, that you know what the hell's going on, right? Judge Michael Gaffey, let's find out about you. Michael Gaffey, hmm. Something tells me I he wasn't in the Marines. I just have a hunch, but we'll, we'll find out. Here we go. The Honorable Michael Gaffey is a judge for the Criminal Court of the City of New York in New York County. He was appointed to Criminal Court by Mayor Bill de Blasio. In January of 2020, the appointment came after Mayor de Blasio had initially appointed him to serve as an interim judge for the Civil Court in 2019, though he was quickly designated to the Criminal Court. Gaffey received a bachelor's degree from Adelphi University. You know, I lived right next to Adelphi for many years. I don't think I ever, ever grad- met anybody who graduated from Adelphi. Congratulations. Adelphi is a beautiful campus, but I'm... Uh... He went on to earn a JD at Hofstra. Prior to joining, he worked as a supervising attorney and deputy director at Queens Law Associates. Well, what the hell is that? Gaffey also served as a staff attorney at the Legal Aid Society yeah, there you go. Legally to society, that's where you go when you think everybody's innocent, all right? Not impressed. And, oh, by the way, I was right. He wasn't in the Marines. Michael Gaffey. Now, how? what kind of judgment is that? This guy's paid to have superior judgment to you and me. And he lets Claude... What's his name again? Monet? That, that 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 he lets him go. What is happening? Now I just gotta double check what this guy's deal is. Is Queen's Law Associates. This is worse than a guy named Springham Loose Bruce. There was a crazy guy named uh well, I don't remember his last name, but his first name was Bruce. And that's what that's what they called him. Springem loose Bruce. What rhymes with Gaffy? Hmm. I'm gonna have to find a very strong nickname and beat him metaphorically about the face and breast, chest, neck and head with it, because we can't have this. What do you think, TJ? Hi. Hi. Uh
4: I just wanted to tell you that today is a day special. It's two twenty-two twenty-two, and it happened only once in a uh, hundred years. But the the I,
1: Excuse me, you're wrong. Oh wait, didn't it happen before? Didn't it happen last month? Didn't it happen ten years ago? No. Nope. Hmm. Wait a second. Hold he on. I'm always hearing about these dates and how cute they are. And I'm talking about life and death, and you want to talk about the calendar? Two twenty-two, two twenty. What difference does it make?
4: From here until the end of the month, every day can be read from left to right and right to left. That means, uh, let's say, two twenty-three, twenty-two is the same. You read it left to right. Hey, right to stop left, it!
1: Why? Who cares?
4: I care. I find that uh, we're living in a in a nice day. You know, it changes.
1: All right, TJ. You sound like a nice guy. I personally don't find that intriguing. Uh. What do you do besides uh, study stuff like this?
4: I walk out of my home, so I get bored. I called you. Sorry about that. No, hey, no, 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 I no, no. no. Listen,
1: you got me in a bad... I mean, I'm not in a bad bad mood, but I'm all fired up about what's going on right now. TJ, you don't take the subway, do you?
4: No, no. I, I walk out of my home. I I do my shopping, walking, and
1: everything, so I don't take the subway. You have a slight accent. Where is it from? Uh, originally, I'm from France. Wow, We. Oui. I love the French. Did you ever see The French Connection? Yes, a long time ago. I saw it recently. and Billy Friedkin is the director. Anyway, you guys are fantastic. You guys got that joie de vivre, and I like it a lot. I know a lot of Americans like to make fun of the French. I love the French. You guys know how to live. Um, and if you go over there, everybody's got a little bit of style. You know what I mean? Even the guy... Even the guy, you know, sweeping the floor, he does it with style. You know what I mean, TJ? Why is that? Why is it? Here we don't have style like that. You go to the Pentagon, and every guy who comes out of the Pentagon, I'm especially talking about the civilian workers, um, like the GS. We're all fat. We all have this stupid lanyard around our neck. I was over in Brussels once, which I know is not France, but it's right next door. And everybody who came out of NATO headquarters... Look like they came out of GQ magazine. Why is that? What is it about you guys? Why don't we have that? And I don't have it either. I mean, I wish I had it. You guys have it automatically. Why is that?
4: Because people have different uh, goals in life. One of them is eat well. The other is really live well and have sex, you know.
1: Well, we kind of have that goal in common. (laughs) I just feel like you guys do it better. I mean, in terms of the flair and stuff, here's the deal. Here's actually, I've thought about this before. In America, survival, it's about survival. It's not a given that you're going to survive in America. You know, the safety net isn't what it used to be. In France and in Europe, you're going to survive. They're going to take care. Is that fair to say?
4: Yes, I just wanted to tell you here. For example, people are always in a hurry; they don't enjoy life. Uh, when I was working in France, we used to break two hours for lunch. Just to tell you, I mean. Well,
1: that's the thing. You got a crummy economy as a result. I mean, you know, all that, all that stuff. You know, all that fine living and relaxation doesn't, you know, add to the bottom line. But I do think because of the social security kind of guarantee that you guys have more than we have. You guys can kind of take more time and enjoy life, whereas we're all hustling all the time.
4: Absolutely. uh, There is no such thing as a 401k plan. It's it's national uh, retirement. People retire at age 60. There are lots of things. You know, the goals are different here. Uh, American, their goal is make the maximum of money. Uh, if you have to work 15 hours, you will work 15 hours. Yeah. There are people who want to enjoy life, and they don't mind having a lower salary.
1: But you still love it, right? You love America?
4: I've been here for quite some time now. I mean, I love it. I consider myself as American, you
1: know. I got to go. Do me a favor. Say something in French to everybody.
4: Um, Aujourd'hui, c'est un jour spécial, parce qu'on a le chiffre 2, 22, 22. Et ce sera comme ça jusqu'à la du etc., etc. Bonjour à tout le monde.: et un
1: OK, here I, let me, I, I, I can't say it, but I can translate it. You said, "Today is a special day uh, because of the date thing, and you said, 2, 2 22, 22, 22, 22, 22,." And then you said uh, something like, "Have a good day, everybody." or best of luck to everybody. Did I get it right?
4: Absolutely
1: yes. Oh, How you speak French, you never told me so. <laughs> well, I uh speaking it I understand it more than I can speak it. Hey TJ, thank you so much. Keep in touch, good stuff. Uh, bonjour my friend, and I'll be right back. Greg
4: Kelly
0: You're listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
1: Hey, you know what you can do? It's kind of fun. <clears throat> You know these silly books that come out? Uh, somebody gets famous and then they write a book. You turn around and write a book. Sometimes they're good. Often they're not. One book I read is uh, over the weekend. Uh, Brad Raff, Raffensperger. Remember him? The Secretary of State of Georgia. What a character he is. Uh, I, I stood up for the truth and for I did my duty and I resisted Trump. No, you're a self-righteous dummy. And it's all there. I think I caught him in about 10 lies in this book, by the way. And uh, the name of the book is Integrity Counts. And there's a great big picture of Brad Raffensburger. And, uh, you know, just integrity, you, I don't think you go around bragging about how much integrity you have. If you do that, there's a damn good chance you don't have that much integrity. It's supposed to be something that other people notice about you, Right. He's there. uh, Mr. Integrity. Just ask him. Just ask him and he'll tell you how much integrity he has. And then Mr. Integrity who endorses his book? In fact, the endorsement of the book is right on the cover. Brad Raffensperger. You know what I'm talking about, right? The Secretary of State of Georgia who basically um, engineered that election for Biden. He did. I'll be talking about it in detail tonight on the Newsmax show. The totally threw out everything they knew about elections. And this guy, I don't know if he panicked or what was what his motivations were. I think he just wanted to be kind of conspicuous. He went into politics rather late in life. But anyway, wait, what was I saying? Oh, the guy who endorses the book is Arnold Schwarzenegger, right on the cover of the book, as endorsed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Talk about Mr. Integrity, right? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the guy who was sleeping with the maid, under the same roof for five years. The wife is right over there, doesn't know, has a kid, all that stuff. Now, look, people make mistakes. All kinds of things happen. But I just don't think after you do something like that, you go around teaming up with Mr. Integrity, right? And then just remember this about Mister uh, his buddy, Mr. Integrity. Arnold endorsed Joe Biden and said he will be president forever. He did. He... <laughs> President Biden, we 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 support you and all these things because you he did this. So I don't know. That tells you something about Raffensburger. and Raffensburger also sent out six million applications for absentee ballots. This is like the worst, dumbest thing that ever happened. You don't do it. They told him not to do it. He said, "Uh, I I know what's right. Even though I just got here 10 minutes ago, I I know what's right. You know who his big heart uh, hero is? Jimmy Carter. He talks about Jimmy Carter throughout the book. This is a Republican. And all that, the election integrity that Jimmy Carter sticks up for. Jimmy Carter, not only was he a terrible president, he's a terrible ex-president. You know who agrees on that? Ex-presidents. Even Democrats can't stand Jimmy Carter. Get Obama talking sometime about Jimmy Carter meddling, running around the world. Uh, So it's a fascinating look because nobody ever bothers often to read these books. And then he says, I voted for Trump twice. But later in the book he says, Donald Trump was undermining integrity in elections going back years, even years before the 2016 election. So you're telling me, uh, Brad, that you, you endorsed this guy? You voted for this guy who was undermining democracy? Then he says, of course, that January 6th was the worst thing that ever happened, and people need to understand history to understand that this has never happened before. And tonight on the Newsmax show, I will show you how far worse has happened in the Capitol before. You can learn that from the history books, too. Brad Brad is running for real life. I noticed this about Brad Raffensburger? He's really upset at Stacey Abrams, but he kept quiet about it for three years. Stacey Abrams uh, lost the election in 2018, won't shut up about it. He takes a lot of shots at her in the book, but he never did it out loud in the book. You know why? Because he's got ambitions as a Republican, and now it behooves him to take on Democrats. Anyway, I think the guy's a great big snake. And he's convinced of his own self-righteousness. That's a really dangerous combination. A snake who thinks he's self-righteous, who thinks he's righteous, who thinks he's doing the right thing all the time. And he doesn't know anything. He got there 10 minutes ago. Let's see here. He becomes a councilman for some like neighborhood watch group when he's 56 years old. And then he becomes a state legislator a couple of years after that. And as soon as he gets there, he tells the Speaker of the House, who's been in politics for 30 years, I want to be your deputy. I want to be the whip. And the guy says to him, well, I need a guy with experience. And this guy really, really finds that offensive. Now, look, people can undertake new projects in life, and you can become a congressman at 60. I don't care. But if you're listening to this show and you become a congressman at 60, you're not going to walk up to the Speaker of the House and say, I should be uh, your deputy. <laughs> no, you don't know what's going on yet. Get a bit of experience. Anyway, Raffensperger. I don't like him. And The other thing is this. Do you remember the phone call? Do me a favor. Get that phone call between Trump and those election officials in Georgia. It's about an hour and ten minutes long. I just want to play a few seconds of it, okay? When we come back, because it's fascinating. This was portrayed as Trump, pressuring election officials to rig the election and to... No, it wasn't. It wasn't. He's completely right. His frustration is well-founded. His team actually let him down because there were some specific things to ask Raffensperger, but nobody asked him, and uh, that's a problem. But Trump, as usual, was right in the big picture. All right, there's the music. i got to go. Hey, Biden may be saying something important in a moment. Uh, but I'll probably screw it up. I'll be right back.
0: Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative.
1: OK, we're uh, watching the East Room of the White House. Joe Biden's going to stumble out there in a little bit and uh, mumble his way through another press conference. They always seem to make matters worse, don't they? They confuse the issue, he's confused, we're confused, or if he's not confusing, he makes some horrific blunder, and they've got to clean it up for the next uh, half a day or so. I don't know. Let's see here. The headline is, he will address the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I keep hearing conflicting things. It is an invasion. It's not an invasion. We. It's kind of an invasion. It's not an invasion if he takes over these two little parts of it. Uh, new sanctions on Russia are expected. Hmm. Hey, here's something that we could do that folks might want to start thinking about. Nuclear power, nuclear power. One of the reasons why Europe has been so weak in all this, especially Germany, they don't want to lose Russian gas. They need Russian gas. Uh, and they made no alternative plans. Hey, our friend TJ, you know what country does pretty good when it comes to uh, alternative power, uh, nuclear energy? France! The environmentalists in this country, you know, <laughs> nuclear power is safe and clean. It is. They're better at handling it now than they were in 1979. When was Three Mile Island? They're better at handling it now than the Russians ever were. Remember Chernobyl? We keep closing down nuclear power plants. Uh, wind, solar, battery-powered cars, they're not going to get us to the other side. its They're going to make us weak and more dependent. No one ever talks about that. Well, the Wall Street Journal does a little bit. U.S. troops bolster NATO forces in Poland. Uh not really. I think we sent three thousand guys there. Three thousand? Three thousand. Think that makes a difference? Hey, did you find that uh here's more of Putin from last night with his incompetent translator? Go ahead. Uh, unification
4: of Germany was discussed. The uh, leadership, German leadership uh, was uh, did uh, promise that there will be no extension of the uh, military presence. not uh, the yeah, yeah. He's in just the...
1: hanging on for dear life. He has no idea what's going on. I was listening, trying to figure out what the hell is Putin talking about, and it was very hard to figure it out. But he was angry, and he spoke for an hour without notes, and I don't think he had a teleprompter either. Just sitting at that desk like a little boy. I've about had it with Putin, by the way. I'm sick of hearing about him. This is America. Since when do we care? When do we? Since when do we wait on him? No, you wait on us. This would not be happening under Donald Trump. You saw what happened in Afghanistan. The Chinese saw what happened in Afghanistan. The Russians saw what happened in Afghanistan. And they're salivating because we are weak. And when you're weak at home and abroad, and Joe is weak at home and abroad, uh, your enemies get ambitious. Okay? Your enemies get ambitious. And uh, that's what he thinks that this is some sort of crime that was committed against the Soviet Union 30 years ago. The breakup of the Soviet Union. Ukraine was once part of the Soviet Union, right? And he wants it back. It should not be its own country. That's what he was saying last night. It's not its own country. It's ours. And he doesn't like it that Poland is part of you. Poland is part of NATO. I grew up watching communist Poland. And remember that crazy president they had, Wojciech Jaruzelski? Jaruzelski, he wore sunglasses even inside. And Lech Walesa was the good guy. We liked him. But uh, Jaruzelski, whatever, he he just looked like a classic dictator right out of a Woody Allen movie, right out of Bananas. So that's progress, I guess. Uh, Poland's part of NATO, but I don't know. I'd like to get this over with. And I would like to stop paying $90 to fill up my freaking gas. I couldn't believe it. I, quite frankly, look. I have gotten to the stage in life where I don't really notice gas prices until I gotta pay almost a hundred bucks to fill up, not an ex- not an extravagant vehicle. All right, it's no big deal what I drive. It's one of those half SUVs, like a kind of an SUV wannabe, right? You know, those. It's not quite a full SUV. It's like a half SUV. It's whatever. It's fine. It's not fancy. Nobody looks at my car and goes, ooh. But it does what it's supposed to do, and um, it's got a decent stereo system, and I'm happy. Ix. Now, I do remember some guy telling me in 2004 that he had to pay $80 to get his um, SUV filled up. And at the time, we had crazy prices, and it's, now we're back. Where do I go to get cheaper gas? Now, granted, I filled up in Manhattan, which was probably, you know, you don't want to do that. (sighs) Should we be worried? I'm not going to worry too much about Ukraine. I am going to worry, and I'm going to tell you again, stay the hell off the subway and don't look at anybody on the street. The maniacs are out there, and they know this is a brand new world. And Eric... Eric, call me Eric, he's uncomfortable with things. He's uncomfortable with white reporters asking him questions. What would David Dickens say about that? Remember the gorgeous mosaic? We're all part of the gorgeous mosaic. Except if you're white, then you don't belong in that gorgeous mosaic. Well, keep it up, Eric you'll have to deal with a lot less white people if you if you if you govern like this white people people of color anybody who can afford it is going to get the hell out you know florida does not pay state taxes they don't you, you, they don't have income tax in state income tax in florida all my friends when i was in the military i was based in florida for about a year escambia county pensacola the panhandle the What the hell was it again? The Northwest. Picture Florida. All right? You go up from Miami, go up to the top, and then make a left and go to the end. That was Pensacola, right next to Alabama. And everybody I was with, I was so dumb back then, they all registered uh, their cars in Florida. I was like, I'm a New Yorker. I'm proud to be a New Yorker. Look at my license plates. They say New York. I'm special. I'm from New York. Yeah. And I foolishly continued to pay New York State income tax. I could have gotten all kinds of exemptions. I could have. Now, granted, when they s- register their car, it's like a $1,000, I think, to register their car. But I, um, I did not avail myself of that opportunity. And who knows how much money I gave to New York State. Hey, at least they're spending it well, right? You know, the car that I filled up with gas, 100 bucks. I was driving it around the city and around our tri-state area. First of all, you can take a car and drive for a decade across the country and pay less in tolls in that decade than you will in a weekend driving around New York. It's true. It's true. We invented the toll booth. Um, and then the, the the condition of the roads... This is, not, this, is, this is not first world stuff. This is, not, this is not America. This is something else. Ninth Avenue. I swear, I thought I was in India. I thought I was in Hyderabad, India. What the hell kind of conditions are these? And what the hell kind of leaders are these? We have imbeciles. Total imbeciles. Eric Adams, the same city where Giuliani had to, he had to round up half of Wall Street and the mob to be even considered worthy potentially of being the mayor. Bloomberg. Yeah, I know Bloomberg has his problems, but man, oh man, talk about a success story. He went from being an Eagle Scout with a chemistry set in his garage in Massachusetts and he's worth about $100 billion now. And then we thought he might be eligible to be mayor. What did Eric Adams do, huh? We all know what de Blasio did, by the way. We all know what de Blasio did. Eric, what did he do, huh? He was a, a, nothing but a cop-hating cop. The worst. Al Sharpton in a uniform. That's what we got. And he's damn near illiterate. Let's face it. And where were these plans? Where were these plans? Well, he's sitting around on his ass after he gets the nomination. And by the way, did he get the nomination? Did he really get the nomination? Ranked choice voting. I don't remember saying yes to that. Do you? All of a sudden, we totally redid how we vote in New York. I, I, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. We used to know. We used to see. We had a runoff. If you didn't make forty percent, the top two finishers would have another election in two weeks. They got back to us a, a week later to tell us Eric won. So if you look it up, if you really crunch the numbers in a city of eight million people, Eric got less than three hundred thousand votes. It's incredible. And now he has real power. But he doesn't have a clue about what to do with it. Doesn't know how to use it. There's nothing in his background that has prepared him for this moment. You know, he likes to go around quoting the Bible. God has made me for this moment. Well, God works in mysterious ways. And who knows what his long-term game plan is. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe there's some young future Rudy Giuliani out there, a prosecutor who's not woke, who's sitting in the U.S. attorney's office, who's got his eye on Eric Adams. Hmm. Maybe that's the moment you were made for. I think it's going to happen, by the way. It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well for Eric. I think he's going to be let out of City Hall in handcuffs someday. We'll see. It's just a hunch. It's a strong hunch. You tell me. You show me what what made him worthy of this. Nothing! Uh, All right. I'm going to chill, get a banana, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly.
0: This is The Greg Kelly Show.
1: All right. Uh-oh. Joe Biden is speaking. The president of the United States is speaking. Updating the nation on Ukraine. Shall we listen? Shall we listen? All right. Let's listen. I may make fun of it from time to time, depending upon what he says. Uh, all right. Let's listen. I want to give him a fair shot here. All right. All right. Let's give it. Go ahead.
5: And if Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further as with sanctions. Oh, who, in the Lord's name, does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? This is a flagrant violation of international law, and it demands a firm response from the international community. Firm. Over the last few months, we've coordinated closely with our NATO allies and partners in Europe and around the world to prepare that response. We've said all along, and I've told Putin to his face some month, a month — more than a month ago that we would act together. And the moment Russia moved against Ukraine, Russia has now undeniably moved against Ukraine by declaring these independent states. So, today, I'm announcing the first tranche of sanctions to impose Trunch. costs on Russia in response to their actions yesterday. These have been closely coordinated with our allies and partners we'll continue to escalate sanctions if Russia escalates. We're implementing full-blocking sanctions on two large Russian financial institutions, VEB and their military bank. We're implementing comprehensive sanctions on Russian sovereign debt. That means we've cut off Russia's government from Western financing. It can no longer raise money from the West mm. and cannot trade in its new debt on our markets or European markets either. Starting tomorrow and continuing in the days ahead, we'll also impose sanctions on Russia's elites and their family members. They share in the corrupt gains of the Kremlin policies and should share in the pain as well. And because of Russia's actions, we've worked with Germany to ensure Nord Stream 2 will not, as I promised, will not move forward. As Russia contemplates its next move, we have our next move prepared as well. Russia will pay an even steeper price if it continues its aggression, including additional sanctions. The United States will continue to provide defensive assistance to Ukraine in the meantime, and will continue to reinforce and reassure our NATO allies. Today, in response to Russia's admission that it will not withdraw its forces from Belarus, I have authorized additional movements of U.S. forces and equipment already stationed in Europe to strengthen our Baltic allies, Estonia, Mm. Latvia, and Lithuania. You know, if
1: Trump were president, we wouldn't need any of this, all right, because none of this would be happening. All right, what else?
5: No intention of fighting Russia. We want to send an unmistakable message, though, that the United States, together with our allies, will defend every inch of NATO territory and abide by the commitments we made to NATO. We still believe that Russia is poised to go much further And launching a massive military attack against Ukraine. Hope I'm wrong. As long as we're
1: pulling all these sanctions on Russia, can they do something about the Russian hookers in New York? Seriously. What is up with them and their Chanel bags, right? There are a lot of them working in this city. And somebody needs to do something about it. All right, what else did he say?
5: I said Russian forces remain positioned in Belarus to attack Ukraine from the north, including warplanes and offensive missile systems. Russia's moved troops closer to Ukraine's border with Russia. Russia's naval vessels are maneuvering in the Black Sea to Ukraine's south, including amphibious assault ships, missile cruisers. Yeah, because
1: you've weakened, weakened us and you have emboldened them. I've had enough. Saul, what do you think of all this stuff? Saul has been on the phone for a long, for a long time. What's going on?
5: Greg, what? Greg, how are you, Greg? Fine. What's up? Uh, okay. I'm I'm in the country about 22, 23 years, right? It took me one year to find out exactly who Democrats are, and then on the other side you have people who are born and raised here. All right, Saul.
1: Listen, here. you're giving me a. You got. I'm going to put you on hold again. I'm sorry. They're playing the music. Joe Biden screwed us up here with his press conference that started late, by the way. Okay, V E B Bank is being penalized. Uh, they're they're going to target the elites. The pipeline will not flow. I'm not impressed. Be right back.
0: You're listening to The Great Kelly Show.
1: Well, my gut instinct, my, my first reaction was the right reaction on all of this. Um, these are not even half measures. These are quarter measures. These are very, very slight. Taking on a couple of banks, uh, oligarchs. But these aren't fundamental kind of punitive, uh, you know, uh, oh, by God, we made a mistake. What are we going to do measures? I'm listening to Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas, a very smart guy, military experience. Uh, he's probably my favorite U.S. senator. And he's like, this does not go way far enough. And he reminds me, you know, what did Joe Biden do all weekend long? They were like debating internally. Are we? Do we call this an invasion or not? can we call it an incursion can we do we call it an invasion what do we actually call it yeah they, they were actually debating that because if we call it an incursion then it's less severe than an invasion then we don't really have to do as much then again everybody will make fun of us for calling it an incursion not an invasion that's literally what how these conversations go i actually i've been in some of these conversations believe it or not not these conversations, but similar conversations in years past. I can't say anything else. Uh, we are screwed. I don't like it. This is not how America is supposed to be. Waiting for Putin to make the next move. We make the moves. The world responds to us. This Is is this the new world order? I don't like it. Now, Saul, you were saying something before. You were rudely interrupted by Joe Biden. What's up?
5: Yeah, Doug uh i'm in a country like i told you about 22 23 years and it took me less than a year to find out exactly who democrats are i wouldn't vote for one if you put gun to my head but then in the other side you have very well educated people somebody like uh sid rosenberg who says hillary clinton tricked him to vote for him
1: now wait a second first things first what makes you think that sid rosenberg is well educated
5: I don't, I don't know if he's well, I mean, he's well, I'm prepared, only yes. kidding.
1: I think he's not just, he's the best guy. He's one of my good friends here. I, um, you would not vote for the Democrats even with a gun to your head, huh? No, never,
5: never. I will never do that. And it took me less than a year to find out. Who Let Democrats me tell you are.
1: something. If they point a gun at you, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. If they point a gun at me, I will do whatever the hell the guy wants. I will do this whole thing. When you're on the train and they want your watch and they got a gun or they're bigger than you or what do not fight do not fight give up the watch no one's going to make you vote so that's a hypothetical silly situation but here's not silly on the subway and they want your stuff give it to them i'm sorry but that's the word you got to give it to them then i may follow them and shoot them in the, i don't know what the hell i'll do but i'm <laughs> in the moment I'm going to I'm going to cooperate. I hear a lot of people in my life telling me now like you know hey if they try anything on me I'm going to fight back. Well, unless you're a cop, I don't think that's a very good idea. I I don't. Uh, there's just a, <sighs> no. I think that's very dangerous. But Saul, good stuff. Uh yeah, I think that's very dangerous indeed. Let me see here. Wait a second. What does Tony want? Hi.
5: Greg, how are you today? Fine. All right, listen, uh, three people, our three favorite people.
1: Hillary Clinton, remember what she
5: did as Secretary of State? She sold 20%. She transferred 20% of the United States uranium stockpile to the Russian I know. You've
1: called many times to make this point. No. no, no
5: yes, you have. have. And they paid her back. How'd they pay her back? By by faking the Russian dossier. And, and under Obama and Biden, what did Obama do? Uh, the other, do other get, way, I
1: mean, I, I know you've got it all figured out in your head. I don't know if it all actually worked out this way. You can, If you want to pay for a dossier, you can, you can get one that will say anything. And to the best of my knowledge, Christopher Steele made this crap up himself while he was in Russia. It doesn't mean the Russians helped him, but who knows. Anyway, bring it back down to earth. Give me something practical here, man. Hillary Clinton paid for it. All right, I know the campaign did at least. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Gill is wait no, who the hell's uh, uh, wait stop? Uh, Alfred, Alfred's in Yonkers. Yes.
3: Hi, hi, Greg. Um, I just wanted to mention you were talking about uh, Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. Um i I just came back from there about five days ago. I was visiting uh, my niece who is expecting another child. And um, her husband is in the military.
1: Why are you so nervous about this? You went the you went to Florida for a week. Who cares?
3: Oh, it was nice. Oh, I loved it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. It. You sound very like you're. You know, this is like a true confession or something like that.
3: Oh no, no. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> one of the places that I would relocate if 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 I had you know if I could right now. You know. You know, and,
1: when I lived there, man, I had a townhouse and a car and a parking spot in front. And I remember telling somebody, you know, if I had this in Manhattan, it would cost a million dollars. This was in 1990. If you, It's amazing what you can get for not much money in Florida and no taxes to boot. What does the guy do in the military?
3: He's, he's in the Air Force. He uh, works on special equipment, you know, like um, I don't know what you would call it. I think he's. I, I don't know much about the Air He's in the Air Force. I, I was in the Army and the Navy, so I don't know much about it. You
1: were in the Army and the Navy? Air Force ranks,
3: yes. <laughs> um, Army, Army Reserve and Naval Reserve.
1: What happened in the Army? Why'd you leave the Army?
3: Well, I got, I, I my time was up, you know, I was, um, you know, I ETS'd and then um, I got out. I got a little heavy, you know, I was overweight at the time, so. I didn't want to re-up and then get on the weight program, you know, the fatty program.
1: Yeah. So all right. I what just, kind of shape are uh, you in these days?
3: Oh, not too good. <laughs> not too good, but I try to walk. and
1: Listen, Alfred, I don't know if you're doing what I'm doing. First of all, I like the Skinny Center, but the other thing is this. If you skip breakfast, that whole thing, it's the most important meal of the day, is a big, fat lie told to us by the Cereal Council in the 1960s. They made it up. It was an advertising stunt. Do you eat breakfast? I, uh,
3: well, I haven't been lately, but I, but I was eating. Uh, Alfred, I no matter what you practice.
1: say, you sound troubled and hesitant. What is it?
3: No, I'm just ner- I'm just a little nervous. <laughs> I'm just
1: I kidding. Don't, all right. I don't... Alfred, I've been there in terms of the weight, and if that's one way you can do it. Also, avoid carbs. Avoid carbs. Carbs are killers. And I want you to be trim like me. I'm on the. I'm on the plan. I think I can do it. I'm going to tell you. I'm not eating before breakfast. I'm basically avoiding carbs. I am exercising. And uh, what the hell else am I doing? Oh, getting enough sleep. Screw television. Screw Netflix. Screw all those stupid shows they want you to watch. And hit the sack at 10 o'clock. And I'm telling you, it's it's a game changer. Oh, something else I'm going to try this week. No more soda for me. No more soda. I already boycotted Diet Coke. And then, you know what, I'm going to boycott Diet Pepsi because of that stupid halftime show from a couple of weeks ago. And um, no more soda. Alfred, stay in touch, okay? I want to hear your progress. Thank you so much. Uh, what's our status here? All right, good. Uh, hey, Anthony Blink. Oh, is Biden done? Good. Bi- yeah, that's right. He's done. He's done. Now, they asked, they asked Tony Blinken... Why the hell didn't this happen when Trump was president? All right, what's going on? Why, why is Putin doing it now and not then? And this is the Secretary of State. A real wimp, by the way, but cut two. Let me ask this question. In your assessment, why did Putin, why is he do escalating with Ukraine now? Why didn't he do this under the previous administration who wasn't as supportive of NATO? Well, what's the answer? You got the answer? I want to hear the answer. <laughs> what the hell? God? Did somebody cut that as a soundbite? Like I wanted to hear from Chuck Todd. All right, let let's see if we can fix that. If you don't mind. <sighs> um. Well, here's the answer. I'm I'm curious how Antony is going to spin it. But after we lost in Afghanistan, the Chinese and the Russians are. More aggressive than ever before. Well, not ever, but in a long time. In a long time. And Kamala Harris just does not understand history. No kidding. Hey, by the way, doesn't look like she's going to be going to the Supreme Court after all. I know I said it, but they've looked at it and they've tried. Here's the problem she'd have to get confirmed, and she is not ready. Not ready for any kind of confirmation hearing. No way. She she can't hack it, and she's not much of a lawyer. So uh, you know that's that's a real problem. Uh, So as we're waiting for Anthony Blinken to get his act together, here's what Ted Cruz says: Senator Ted Cruz, my second favorite senator, Republican from Texas, smart guy, can be a little obnoxious. But he's good. Cut 10.
0: Joe Biden becoming president is the best thing that ever happened, tragically, for Vladimir Putin.
1: Boy, we're really stingy with these sound bites. I'm kind of like, what did he say next?
0: Joe Biden formally waived sanctions on Russia, on Putin, and gave the green light to build Nord Stream 2. That is why we have over 100,000 troops and Russian tanks on the border of Ukraine preparing to invade. That's why we're on the brink of war in Europe.
1: Thank you, Ted. You're absolutely right. Meanwhile, here on North American soil, Justin Trudeau is totally carried away with himself. Did you see he dispatched the horses, the Canadian Mounties? That was cute for a little while, Canadian Mounties, until they started stampeding And running over elderly women. That happened. This truck thing has gotten, uh, they're too popular. They must be stopped. One of the organizers, a woman who's committed absolutely no violence at all. The worst thing she did was, I guess, park in a no-parking zone. They're holding her without bail. She will not be released. And they're trying to threaten her with more than 10 years in prison. That place is out of control. Who needs it, huh? Canada. The people are great. The national anthem is awesome. Justin and his crew up there, bad. Real bad. And the Ottawa cops, boy, oh, boy. You know, they don't have much in the way of crime, so they really don't know what the hell they're doing. And they're overreacting to this. Listen to this guy. This is the chief of police in Ottawa which happens to be the capital of Canada. Cut 15. If
5: you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. This investigation
1: will go on for months to come. It's their own January 6th. They're taking a big page out of Joe Biden and the Democrats' playbook. This is their January 6th. A way to stifle dissent. To cancel your enemies. Instead of beating them with ideas, you'll you'll threaten them and and overstate what's happening. Deny reality. Just like they portrayed January 6th as the worst thing that ever happened. What did they say? It's the worst attack on the Capitol since the year 1812. The war of eighteen twelve. That is a That is a lie. That is a Fat lie. Now, some people repeat it because they're ignorant. Some people repeat it because they're ignorant and lazy. And other people know the truth, and they say it anyway. They say it anyway. Tonight, I'll show you how five people were shot in the House of Representatives. Actually, in the House of Representatives, five people were shot by a terrorist. I'll show you how bombs have gone off inside the Capitol many times. How Capitol Hill police were shot and killed by maniac nutjobs—it's actually happened. It's a—it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace how they mischaracterize it. And something else, something else. And I hope there's a Trump term too. He's got to get better people. He's got to get better people. And there are other adjustments he can make as well behind the scenes. He's the smartest guy in the world in many respects, but he can be his own worst enemy. And I say that with love when I come back.
0: Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show.
1: I don't know what I just heard on that promo, but I got to tell you, one of the biggest lies out there Lies or great big fat mistakes is that stop and frisk was unconstitutional and ruled unconstitutional by that silly judge Shindlin, whatever the hell her name was, who's now an ex-judge because her bosses found her guilty of misconduct. I don't know if you remember, but there was a great big case contesting stop and frisk that went back to the Giuliani administration. This corrupt judge was steered toward her courtroom, which is, by the way, against regulations, you're not allowed to do that. It's unethical. She wanted to rule on it, so she did. Uh, the media never understood the case, always mischaracterized it. And the, her ruling, to the extent that uh, it was a ruling, it was stayed because of her misconduct. It was thrown out. And I was reading something this weekend. They just treat it like it's the gospel. Like a judge ruled that stop and frisk was unconstitutional. They don't know what they're talking about. They just don't know what they're talking about. Nobody does. (laughs) It's really, it's, it's, they just don't have the patience. They don't have the, the wherewithal. They don't even have the curiosity to find out what the hell's really going on. Talking about people in the media. And now, because everybody is just obsessed with their profile and, Instagram and what it looks like and how many followers. Nobody reads anything. Nobody. And I'm not talking about reading the New York Times. I'm talking about documents. I'm talking about government documents. I'm talking about also experiencing life, just going out there and seeing what's happening for yourself firsthand. They don't want to do that. It's the last thing they want to do. You know what I mean, Gail? Gail in Staten Island, are you there? Hi. Hi.
6: How are you? Good. Good. Listen, what uh, you were speaking before about. uh, Kamala Harris, Um, I listened to her vaguely mumble through her mask and she said the word we as though we're uh, French. We No, it's you and your facts that put us in this quagmire since day one in the Oval Office and it's our tax dollars. Tank for all this. I just went to fill my tank, half a tank, thirty dollars. And my second point earlier that you were talking about, you know, the pushers and the punchers in the subways, they're not that mentally ill, because I don't think they pick somebody of, say, your physique standing there.
1: What do you know about my physique?
6: I don't know. I've seen you on TV. I think you have a. a you're a person of stature. Well, thank That's you cool.
1: thank you very much. Uh, it would not be wise for them to pick on me. But if they're armed, I will. Uh, well, I don't want to say anything else because I may or may not be armed. I may have a license. I may not. I don't want any. I don't want to. Gail, you made a lot of good points. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's raining outside. Ay-ay-ay. All right. So that statement from Biden just left a great big. Huh? Huh? What's going on? Huh? Gil, in Long Island, your turn. Thanks, Greg.
5: Just as you said, I think that the Chinese are watching Biden put on his phony tough guy act. And I pray that I'm wrong, but I seriously think that they're considering right now making a major move against Taiwan while they see the United States off balance and flailing desperately.
1: I could see it happening, very much so. Are the Olympics over finally, by the way? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. So now that the Olympics are behind them, uh, watch out. Keep an eye on them. They're watching how we react to Russia. They really want Taiwan. Our military is now spending all of its time on woke crap and not the real stuff. Uh, Yeah, the time might be right for China. And I don't. I hate to think about it myself. I don't want that to happen. I don't want it for Taiwan. I don't want it for us. But when you're weak, uh, your your adversaries take advantage of it. Gill, great point. Great point. And oh, Marianne wants to say something about Ashley Babbitt. Hi. Hi,
2: Greg. I watch you every day. Thank um, you. Listen, I wanted to tell you real quick. Um, Ashley Babbitt after the cops moved away from the door yeah all right and then you showed a segment where you had two extra scenes where she grabbed that guy with the black helmet that broke the window that she ended up going through right right i always wondered why she went through until i saw those two two scenes okay where she grabbed him by his backpack and punched him in the face Okay, and being a military person, she has the ability to be, to do that. I mean, I would do it, too, myself. Well, okay, but
1: tell me why she went through the window.
2: Okay, then after she punched the guy in the face, she probably realized, could feel she was around, surrounded by bad actors. So she thought, uh-oh, I have to get out of here, and she couldn't get out the other way. Yeah. So she figured if I go through the window... Because you could see Congressmen walking around through the hallway.
1: Yeah, it looks okay. safe on the other side. Right. Yeah. And
2: she didn't see uh, Leroy there in the corner. No, she couldn't I see him. She couldn't
1: see him, and he wasn't and he wasn't warning her either. Ashley, that's i gr- I'm sorry, Marianne, that's a great point. More tonight on Newsmax at seven. Thank you.
2: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse?